This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 75, Dave Ramsey's Debt Snowball Method or the Debt Snowbank Method. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I'm Holly Bach, and with me here today is Mark Willis. Hey, Holly. Hey, everybody. All right. Thank you, everyone. And I think just to start off here, we want to start with a another five-star podcast review. All Mark, right, what cool. was that review? Yeah. We, and, and to remind everyone, you can uh, go to any of your places that you leave podcasts, uh, listen to podcasts. You can leave us a review. Uh, we do check the Apple podcasts uh, on occasion. And we happen to come across uh, Nathan uh, Nathana H84. Boy, folks just make it hard on purpose, I think. But what a kind review he gave us. Five star. He or she gave us five stars. Great information that really makes you think outside the box about your financial future. Short episodes to make info easy to digest. Highly recommend if you are interested in improving your financial future and sense that the norm is not working. So thank you uh, to Nathana H84. Uh, and again, if you guys would be uh, open to leaving us a review, we are not above bribery around here. We will send you, <laughs> if you send us a screenshot to hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com of you leaving that review. Uh, and even better, if you can take a selfie of yourself like on a beach, leaving that review in a tropical location, that'd be even cooler. Uh, we will send you a book. Uh, and if you are at a tropical location, we might even just meet you there on the beach. So uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, Holly, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> yeah. So in today's episode, we are going to talk to you all about debt. Shocker, so we'll right? So we'll see you next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. <laughs> I mean, we talk about debt a lot on this podcast. As we, I was kind of thinking through this episode, I was like, man, this has got to be, I mean, it's got to be like 70% of the time we're talking about debt. Um, you know, But we all know at the same time, it's a very relevant and even persistent problem. I mean, millions of Americans feel the pain and pressure that comes with debt. And because of that, you know, many financial advisors have come up with strategies or systems to help people get out of debt and become, you know, debt free. Uh, since we obviously don't have time to explore every debt payoff strategy out there, we wanted to discuss at least you know two today and kind of in line with our um, little mini series we're doing here where we're talking about uh, kind of Dave Ramsey and his different, uh, you know, financial uh, <laughs> wisdoms that he shares and uh, his his particular debt payoff strategy. He has one as well. So the first strategy we're going to look at here today is what people like to call the debt snowball method. It was first coined and kind of branded by Dave Ramsey, but many financial advisors um, have adopted this strategy um, as well, and they recommend it pretty liberally. I mean, you know, as we describe this, you, maybe you didn't even know Dave Ramsey was kind of behind it. You might be like, oh, yeah, like someone told told me about that. Maybe you didn't know it was necessarily associated with him, but it's very, very, very common, um, I would say, kind of debt payoff strategy that people are aware of. And the second strategy is one that we've adopted here at Lake Growth and like to call the debt snow bank method. 
All right, so those are the two methods we're going to talk about here today. So first, what is the debt snowball method? Um, well, this, this strategy really is fairly simple and straightforward. Uh, first thing you need to do is kind of sit down, make a list of all your debts. You know, take that, you know, scratch paper, back of a napkin, whatever. Um, just make a list of all of them. And you're going to be looking at, you know, kind of the, the debt that it is, the total balance, the interest rate, and what that minimum monthly payment is. That's kind of what you're going to be evaluating or kind of listing off for each one. So make sure to include all those parts and pieces. Um, Dave's recommendation is that you then identify your lowest balance debt. Uh, for most people, this is probably going to be, you know, one of maybe multiple credit cards that might only have a couple hundred dollars on it, you know, or it's good, probably just going to be like a small credit card. Um, once you've identified that lowest balance account, you reduce all your other debt payments to their bare minimums. So perhaps you were making extra payments on a car or maybe a, a higher or another credit card, you're overpaying on some of those debts, where you would stop doing that and divert all that extra debt to this one debt, okay? So you kind of squeeze out all the surplus you possibly can from all your debt payments, throw it all into this one um this one debt payment. If you're already paying the minimums, then those payments would probably just stay the same, okay? Um, so then essentially each month you throw all extra cash at this lowest balance debt. So everything that's left over after your living expenses are covered pretty much are going to be going towards this debt. Um, you know, maybe you've identified I can like squeeze my, you know, lifestyle down to about this much and that leaves me like you know, $500 or, you know, whatever the amount is, maybe it's $5, but you're going to take that extra, throw it at this lowest balance debt. Um, so the idea is that you would hopefully pay off this one debt pretty quickly, uh, depending on the size of it, you know, it could be paid off in just a couple months or even a couple weeks, you know, again, all depending on how much you're able to free up and how big that balance was to start off. And then it becomes a snowball. So once that first debt is paid off, you move right on to the next. You take the minimum payment on the first debt plus the extra you could throw toward all your debts. And now you're applying it to the second smallest debt. And everything that was just getting paid on that first debt just gets rolled into the next and on to the next and so forth. So that monthly payment becomes bigger and bigger and you're throwing more and more toward your debt. And after that, uh, you know, you just continue to repeat that process until all the debts are paid, whether you have two debts or 30 debts. Yep. And I believe we should also mention that many people have actually kind of tweaked Dave's original method to keep it, um, or to make it, sorry, financially much more effective. So all the steps and the concept is exactly the same, but rather than identifying your lowest balance debt and starting there, they'd actually recommend you identify your highest interest rate debt, um, which might still be your lowest balance or it might be your highest balance. The balance kind of isn't the thing here. It's look, just looking at the interest rates. Um, so they have actually come to nickname this strategy, the debt avalanche method, kind of as a playoff Dave's snowball. Um, so if you're going to adopt one of these strategies, the debt avalanche actually is, you know, the more effective of the two um, when it comes to saving you, you know, more interest on those debts in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, you know, think about it. A lot of people have credit cards at 0% interest. There's, you know, a lot of people are kind of playing that game where they're like transferring balances and they can get 0%. Um, but normally, really, these are your lowest balances, right? Because the credit card companies aren't going to let you carry large balances with no interest. So why would, you know, you start paying off your free money <laughs> first mm -hmm. and when you could be paying off the ones that are costing you the most and then those 0% ones are the ones you kind of tackle last. So just kind of something to think about. So Holly, why, why would Dave recommend it any other way? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess honestly, we'll never really know the true reason why Day's recommending it that way versus the really the most financially beneficial way and the one that's actually going to save you the most interest was what it's all about. So it's kind of contradictory here. Um, but I kind of have two little theories. You know, one is one is that it's just straight psychology. Um, starting with the lowest balance means it will be paid off the fastest of all your debts, which feels good, right? You get that rush and thrill from paying it off and then it motivates you to move on to the next one and see how quickly you can pay that one off and so on and so forth. Um, maybe that kind of helps. Not only is it a uh, you know, the dollars are snowballing, but maybe your motivation is kind of snowballing a little bit too. It's still saving you interest, but just not as much um, as if you targeted that highest interest rate debt. Um, so for, you know, many people, it's probably a high balance credit card and paying off that could take a long time. Maybe that'd be discouraging to start with like a $30,000 credit card. Um, you know, perhaps more people would fall off the Dave bandwagon um, if you recommend going about it in that way that actually saves them the most money. Um, you know, my other theory, second theory would just be that it's just too late for Dave to change anything. You know, the materials have already been printed, countless videos recorded, radio records and, you know, everything. Why waste the time and energy redoing something that's, you know, already been done, even mm -hmm. if it could be done better. Um, hmm. And I also don't think he could ever admit to having been wrong. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's also important to think about this from a not just get the debt out strategy, but like, let's think long term here rather than just getting debt free and climbing up the debtor staircase, uh, as we described in episode 71, let's think more long term. Let's actually build some wealth. Let's accumulate some wealth. One of the main problems we have with the snowball method uh, is that it's combined with Dave Ramsey's baby step number one. Now, depending on where you are and how much you uh, have been paying down on your debts, using the snowball method that Dave Ramsey recommends might take you months or even years. I mean, Katrina and I had six figures of student loan debt, and it would have taken us years to pay that off using Dave's way. Uh, Dave states that while you're paying off your debt, you should only want you, he, he only wants you to have about $1,000 in a savings account. So $1,000 in a savings account means you might earn $1 a year in interest if you're with most banks these days, $1 a year. Uh, <laughs> now, you don't have much earning any interest or growing for your future. And not to mention, uh, it's not just the long-term retirement problem, but if you only have $1,000 for an emergency, you're going to fall right back down that debtor mm -hmm. staircase as soon as you have an emergency. I mean, what if you have a medical emergency halfway through your debt payoff plan, right? That's that's where, uh, I guess, the, the, the debt uh, abominable snowman comes out and takes you out. So, uh, you know, that that's really not uncommon. I mean, most most Americans, half of Americans would have to sell something or go into debt if they had an emergency of just $400 or greater, according to the Federal Reserve study. So we really have to look carefully at bigger picture than just precisely uh, laser focus on paying off that debt. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a bit about this snow bank method. Yes. So what is this weird thing we're calling the snow bank method? I mean, come on, it's January. There's plenty of snow. Why do we need more snow? We don't need more snow here in Chicago. Um, at its core, the snowball method and the snow bank method do have some similarities. Uh, with the snow bank method, you still want to keep all of your debts current by paying the minimum payments on all the debts. So that that's the same. Mark, what's uh, different, though, about them? Yeah. You know, really, it comes down to the difference in what we're going to do with the extra money 
in your budget above and beyond what those monthly minimums are going to cost uh, on your regular debts. So while the snowball method, Dave's method, wants you to put it toward the biggest debt um, or to the, the smallest debt, I should say, uh, the snow bank method says that there's something better than just being debt free. Is it possible to be better than debt free? So using the snow bank method, we pay our minimums toward our debts and we simultaneously set up a bank on yourself type whole life insurance policy and put that additional monthly amount that you can afford to pay from your monthly budget toward the new policy. And that gives you immediate cash value, immediately, month one. That begins building and growing right from the very start, right in the very first month. And you have significant cash value even in the first year. So that, that policy that you set up is designed with the intention of building cash for your debts to grow as fast as possible and minimize the expenses that, that are in the policy. Okay, so just to summarize, so we're we're doing the same we're doing the same, you know, all beginning steps, we're listing all of our debts out, keeping an eye on our, you know, balances, interest rates, all that. We're going to pay the minimums on all of them, but once we've identified that surplus, we still kind of squeeze our lifestyle down to what we can. Um, once we identify that leftover, you know, before I'd said like 500 bucks a month, rather than taking that throwing it at my lowest balance or my highest interest rate, we're going to start a policy. There you go. With mm-hmm. it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. And so that says, basically, imagine two piles of money. You're going to see your debt balances as one pile and your policy's cash value as a second pile. So the debt is slowly coming down and uh, the cash value is going to be growing as a massive asset that you can control and see grow and increase at the same time. Yep. And so an, another probably point I'd, I would make explicitly clear, too, is we're not adding to those credit card balances or, or debt balances, whatever they are. So we are not... Here, you know, we're paying down minimums, but we're not adding to them. You yep. know, we should mm-hmm. make sure that yep. we are only buying what we can afford during this time. We're not growing these debts. We'd like to even see those minimums still bringing the balances down to some degree as much as possible. Mm, that's great. So, you know, by doing this strategy, uh, it I think it helps do a few things really, really well. So, one, it gives us a pool of cash that we can draw on if there's an emergency while you're paying off your debts. So there's no sense in fighting the orcs off at your front door if you've left the back door in the garage wide open. So, you know, with the snowball method, Dave's method, if you miss even a month or two of your debts um, because of an emergency, they're going to just rack up the interest and crush your credit score and all these other things. If, on the other hand, you're using the snow bank method, you've got a big pool of money you can draw on if you get into uh, a bind. Uh, The second thing I think it does is it creates a bank of money. Now, we're using bank in a figurative sense, of course, so FDIC, don't come after us. We're not literally setting up a bank here, (laughs) but like a snow bank or like a food bank, okay? Get it? It's a reserve. It's a storehouse of money. And the bank becomes worth uh, as much as your smallest debt at some point. You can throw that toward the smallest debt. If you're into this uh, for psychological reasons, if you want to throw it at your smallest debt, go for that the way that Dave sets up. Or you can throw it at your highest interest, whichever you like. So so, uh, take a loan from the policy that you own and pay off that debt one at a time in one fell swoop. So So by Dave's snowball method, if you're paying all your debts and you do miss that that uh, one payment because of an emergency, those credit cards won't care. They're still going to want that monthly minimum payment. Now, when you've got the snow bank method in, in charge and moving that game forward, if you hit a rough patch, you can just reduce or even uh, use the cash value to pay the premium for you. And you can even use the policy uh, as a way to cover your mon- monthly minimums on your credit cards or other, 
other debts you have. So now there are a couple of heads up we want to mention. Now loans on policies that are not repaid are obviously going to lower your policy's value until you pay it off. And if your loan balance somehow exceeds the cash value, uh, outside funds might be needed to keep the policy from lapsing. And the policy that lapses that are surrendered, if there's gains, might have some tax consequences. So you want to keep an eye on that. And that's partly why we as advisors uh, check in with our clients to see how we're doing on paying these debts off. So you're not alone when you're paying the debts off using the snowbank method. Any thoughts on that, Holly? Oh, I think that makes sense. Um, kind of important to know not only the upsides to the strategy, but then also the potential downsides. Again, this is all about just making educated and informed decisions. And if you you know, know yourself and you don't see yourself as necessarily having the discipline to keep track of things like this, maybe it's not the best strategy. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the debt avalanche is better for you. Mm-hmm. But if you can see yourself being able to kind of follow something like this and make sure you're willing to be dutiful and keep an eye on stuff, then it can work. It can work wonderfully, oh, which we'll get into. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, uh, it matters tremendously. Small things have a big payoff. So using the snow bank method is not a magic pill. I totally agree with you, Holly. It does take a little patience and discipline. If you have those traits, it's going to pay out a lifetime of benefits. So uh, for example, we were uh, seeing uh, one case study, a guy in his mid-50s was paying $600 to $800 a month, more than the minimum due on his credit cards. So he's already in his mid-50s when he came across this strategy of the snowbank method. So in an attempt to eliminate his debts as quickly as possible, he was following Dave Ramsey's snowball method, throwing the extra payment, 600 to 800 bucks a month, toward his debts. Uh, However, we ran the analysis and discovered that if he just paid the minimum balance due on, on his debts each month, put that difference into a bank on yourself policy where it would grow safely and predictably, He'd, can, you know, he'd have at the end of the game potentially another, an additional $50,000 by the time he retired just by paying his debts off a slightly different way. Hmm. Just by how he did it. The only mm-hmm. difference was just how, not the actual dollars it cost him. Didn't or cost him a penny anything. more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he netted positive. Yeah. I mean, really. So mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. Um, you know, so should you follow the snowball method or our snowbank method? Um, well, we want to go through kind of a, a case study of sorts here to walk you through the numbers just to see how powerful it can be. Because it might sound small or it might sound, oh, it's so complicated to do it that way. Isn't it easier to just take the money and throw towards debts. Well, um, maybe, but how much is it worth to you? How much is how much is a little inconvenience, you know, quote unquote, uh, worth to you because it can make a big difference. I mean, that guy was 50,000. 50,000 worth a lot of inconvenience yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. do a lot of I'll things. I'll bend over like, <laughs> pick up 50,000 bucks off the parking lot. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, so meet uh, Sunny Snowball and Sammy Snow Snowbank. Those are going to be our two. Their parents hated them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are going to be our two examples here. Uh, they, these are two individuals. They're both um, age 35. They have identical budgets and an identical list of debts. Okay, so um, here we go. We are starting with Sunny Snowball. So Sunny Snowball, as the name would indicate, is following Dave Ramsey's advice, and he's dutifully paying down his debts using the Snowball method. When Sunny Snowball looks at his budget, he identifies he has $2,000 he can put towards his debts and savings. So that's kind of his like discretionary money, leftover money at the end of the month. Um, Then he then turns to look at his debts, and he totals all those up. So he looks at his debts, and he has um, $30,000 in student loan debt at 6.8%. He's paying $345 a month. 
He has to pay $77 towards his first credit card, which has a balance of $5,000. And on his second credit card, he has to pay $124 a month since that balance is slightly larger at $8,000 versus the $5,000. In addition, he also has um, $4,000 in medical bills, but that's 0% interest. And um, he only has to pay $83 a month on that to pay it back over four years. Okay, so that's a lot of numbers. Um, but... Adding all that up, that leaves him with approximately $1,371, roughly $1,300 a month from his initial $2,000 to put towards either saving or the debt snowball, um, adding the roughly $1,300 towards his, towards his smallest debt. Okay, so if Sonny Snowball follows the snowball method, he'll pay his medical debt off first in about three months. Now, already that's a little weird since that was a zero interest loan, but that's okay. Uh, so Sonny's medical debt is gone and in just a few months, and he's feeling great. So the next step is his credit cards, and uh, then finally he'll go after his big student loan. Altogether, it would take, we calculated, uh, Sonny 26 months to pay off all four debts, and he would have paid about $4,600 of interest over that period of time. Now let's say that during that period of time, Sonny, let's say he had an emergency a medical event that cost him $5,000. A trip to the emergency room with a high deductible health insurance plan makes that pretty likely. Now with Dave's advice, he'd only have 1000 bucks in the bank to cover that, meaning Sonny Snowball would be snowballing back down the debt, snare, uh, debt staircase. So, yeah, how's that psychological win that Dave talks about doing now, right? So Not so great. I would not be feeling so great. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, would that not add the time and complication at the end of the day, you know, more profit to the banks that Sunny Snowball also owes money to? You know, of course it would. For simplicity's sake, we won't include that in our number, you know, that in our numbers today. But it's important to remember that it's not only, you know, what happens millions of times every year is people try to follow Dave's advice. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's yep. this is the stuff that happens, you know. And in in perfect examples, you can say, "Oh yeah, you do this, and then this is your outcome." Poof, poof, perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. But this is what's happening to people all day, every day. You know, things are happening, car crashes are happening, and you know, medical emergencies and um, all sorts of stuff. So, bottom line for Sonny Snowball, he pays four thousand six hundred bucks of interest. It took him twenty six months, and he's debt free. How about Sammy Snowbank? All right. So, Sammy Snowbank uses the Snowbank method. Now, let's say instead of following Dave's Snowball method, Sammy Snowbank follows the Snowbank method. Has the same debts. Has the same two thousand dollars to put toward toward debt and saving. And he's going to put that same monthly minimum, which happens to be 629 bucks a month, toward his identical debts, the medical debt, the student loans, the credit cards. However, instead of paying 1371 a month extra on his smallest debt, that'd be the snowball method way, Sammy Snowbank decides instead to put away $1,371 a month into a bank-on-yourself type whole life insurance policy. And every time Sammy Snowbank's cash value reaches a debt level, for example, his medical bill, He'll use that policy to pay off the debt with a policy loan. Nice. So Sammy pays his medical debt off in just the first four months, just like the snowball method, giving Sammy a quick psychological win. Sammy Snowbank would also have the first of his two credit cards paid off by the first year uh, of his policy as well. So because the cost of the policy is built into the first few years especially, Sammy Snowbank uh, would not be debt-free until 35 months. 
not 26 months as with Sunny Snowball. In other words, it took Sammy Snowbank an extra nine months effectively to pay off all of his debts. So what's going on here, right? Why in the world would he do that? While he's building up an asset and cash value, there's also that cost to the life insurance. Uh, even a well-designed uh, whole life policy has some cost to it. So if Sammy Snowbank or any of us can't handle nine months difference, oh, well, I guess we're gonna just have to settle for Dave's method, right? Now that both Sonny and Sammy are debt-free, it's now a race to see who can have the most available to them in retirement. So let's take a good look at what happens here. So using Dave Ramsey's snowball method, Sonny Snowball would be debt-free in 26 months and then starts to save at that point 2,000 bucks a month. So after a few months of saving in a cash savings account to get Dave Ramsey's third baby step out of the way, Sonny Snowball is now 38 years old. Okay, so to compare apples to apples, we're gonna slightly deviate from Dave's plan and put Sonny Snowball's 2,000 bucks a month into a bank on yourself policy just so we can follow both of them without having to worry about who's gonna give us real rates of return and that sort of thing. But since he's debt free, Sonny Snowball can put all 2,000 bucks in um, at age 38. So by age 70, in his whole life policy, Sonny Snowball has a whopping $1.5 million in cash value in a policy. So from age 70 to 93, Sonny Snowball is able to take out $78,000 out of his policy for retirement income. Not too shabby. Tax-free. Come on. Wow. Right on. There you go. So, so Sandy, Sammy, or Sonny, sorry, this is Sonny Snowball didn't even end up that bad off. Not bad. So we're, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not down in everything Mr. Snowball is doing here, but let's take a look at the snowbank method now. So again, to reiterate, in step one of the snowbank method, has a saving up funds in a policy. So Sammy Snowbank began saving 1,371 a month right away into a policy at age 35, so three years younger. His policy was building up quickly as his debts were coming down slowly. Step two of the Snowbank method, use your policy cash value to pay each loan off in one fell swoop. So this keeps your money liquid in between debt payoffs in case of emergency, and even if Sammy Snowbank had that $5,000 medical emergency, he'd have money in his policy to put toward his health insurance deductible. Not so if he was following Dave's snowball method. Yeah. Step three, pay the policy loan off on your schedule. So by starting the policy earlier, age 35, not as age 30, 38 with Sunny Snowball, Sammy Snowbank would have $1.2 million in his first policy. And remember, Sonny Snowball had 1.5 uh, in his by starting later. So uh, with, with Sammy Snowbank, he had $1.2 million in his first policy. And of course, what's the best thing a bank loves to do more than anything else? Well, it's to open up another bank branch, another profit center. So uh, after the debts are gone at age 38, Sammy Snowbank opens up another policy. So the, the bonus step, or step four, you might say, is to start, start a second policy with what was your original monthly minimum payment on your debts. So the $629 a month in Sammy Snowbank's method, uh, in, in his case. So once Sammy Snowbank uh, has all those debts paid off, he, he takes out $629 and starts a second policy. That's a second policy that now has, at age 70, another $450,000 for a grand total cash value of $1.7 million of cash value. So what's the bottom line? At the end of the day, uh, Sammy Snowbank had an additional $189,313 
just by paying your debts off this way versus the snowball method way. That translates into a $91,000 tax-free income in retirement, which was more than the $78,000 that Sonny Snowball had and would have to settle for in his retirement. Wow. And so, I mean, again, it's all the same dollars. This is, we're just talking about the same flat level $2,000 a month over their lifetime. So starting at age 35, each of them are only paying in $2,000 a month um, 24000 a year, you know, through that whole time till 70. So from 35 to 70, like mm-hmm. they're each putting, setting aside the same amount of money, whether it's savings or debt, it's in a slightly different order, different amounts are going different places with each of them, but it's still the same dollar amount. So, I mean, keep that in mind because when it gets this like kind of, you know, complicated sounding and I know we're doing this, you know, over audio versus mm-hmm. visual, um, So it's a little bit harder to track, but it sounds like there's no way that, you know, um, Sammy Snowbank isn't somehow paying more in the long run, right? Right. It seems like there's two policies, there's this, there's that. So they have to be paying more, but no, it's the same dollar amount, same $2,000 over, Mm -hmm. you know, age 35 to 70. It's just allocated differently. And it's a difference of almost $200,000. Yeah, $200,000. Is it worth taking the minute to to think long range and being better Mm -hmm. than debt free? Mm -hmm. I'll take $200,000. If you don't want it, by (laughs) all means, call me up. I'll take it if you don't want it. (laughs) Take take a photo of yourself holding $200,000 on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. And all of this is also not taking into account the death benefit, right? Right. I mean, Mark, Mm -hmm. you also worked up the numbers on the death benefits for these people too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the total death benefit for Sammy Snowbank is $2.8 million, whereas Sunny Snowball falls short at only $2.6 million. So, so the, extra, another $200,000. Extra, I mean, potentially, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how it works, extra 200000 for you, extra 200000 for your family. I mean... Mm-hmm. Or Holly. If, or me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, so, you know, I mean, it's like win, 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 win. So win. once again, we're not comparing Dave Ramsey's investment advice to a whole life policy here. We're just comparing two different debt payoff strategies using the same exact financial vehicles. In the end. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. since we know that this is audio, we did create for our dear listeners, if you want to check this out, um, we have a infographic uh, called the Snowbank Method, where you can see these steps as simple and as straightforward as possible. You can hang that that poster on your wall as you uh, handle <laughs> your debts and, and become financially stress-free. <laughs> so um, so we have, obviously, Dave Ramsey has this visceral uh, teaching about being debt-free. He, he really gets you to feeling disgusted with debt. And by the way, I'm good with um, a good chunk of what he says about debt there. I, I, I don't want folks to think that we want you to be in credit card debt or high interest debt, especially. Dave Ramsey says the only way to be in a good financial position is to be debt free as fast as possible by any, by any means possible, right? And I just don't agree with that. Uh, it's it, it was very demeaning for Katrina and I to be paying down all that debt and to have nothing to show for it. For years, we were on the razor edge of going back into debt Uh, since we had nothing more than $1,000 in our savings account following Dave's steps. And I can tell you from personal experience, it was much more encouraging to have that winning feeling when we were building our policies as we paid off our student loans. If you realize that you've been wrong, and I'll talk to myself on this as well, if you've been wrong for many years on a certain something, change your mind. Like a method uh, for paying off your debt, for example. If it's wrong, if it's just plainly wrong, you don't have to hold tight grips on, on beliefs you had from 25 years ago. I mean, I hope that I will be thinking differently 25 years from now than I do today. So more importantly, uh, for our listeners now, if you are the banker, you are better than debt-free. 
Isn't that true? Better than debt-free is being the banker. And that's what this episode was all about. Any final thoughts, Holly? Yeah. And I guess another thing, just kind of with us talking about, um, you were you were saying, Mark, that, you know, being in debt or, you know, it's okay to be in debt. You know, we don't want that to be kind of the message here either. Because I also think that there are people that will fe- maybe feel challenged by, um, you know, Dave's, um, I guess, kind of push to pay your debts off. And, you know, people are always willing to find an excuse or a cop out. And they're like, oh, well, we heard this one podcast that said it's okay to be in debt. And I don't want that to be the message either. Um, you know, because it's not that it's okay to be in debt. It's that there sometimes are better ways of going about paying off that debt than others. And there also can be some kinds of good debt depending upon the particular situation. So um, this is not something to say, you know, oh yeah, you have a credit card with a high balance and a high interest rate. It's fine. Just live your life and do your thing. Like, no, that's not our message either. Um, you know, it, we, we also want to challenge you to attack that debt and to, um, you know, kind of start taking those steps. To, to better yourself financially. And oftentimes that means paying off high balance, high interest rate credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just that it's not always as clear cut and dry, I think, as Dave would like it to maybe seem. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully, Dave, you got the message. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, We're excited to show you what else we have in the pipeline here. But for now, we'll leave it at this. Uh, Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.